0: That's the 17th of July, 2022. This time now is the time for us to have mindfulness here in the present moment, and this is um, the work of kamatana, this um, establishing a self and kind of the occupation of the mind having a basis for our mindfulness and call the satipatthana. So this is the foundations for the recollection of the heart and these foundations are the body, the feelings, the mind and the dhamma. So if we're developing mindfulness or we're sitting in meditation, like we are, um, we can be aware of this breath. In this breath, it's a part of the body as well. You see how this body is composed of the elements of earth, water, fire and air. So this air element, this breath, we know that as it comes in and as it goes out. And perhaps we can also have a meditation word like Buddha in our minds along with that as well. So we can recite Buddha on the in-breath, Budd on the out-breath, Do. So when we have this awareness of the breath, along with this meditation word of Buddha, then this can help us to reduce the restlessness and scatteredness of our minds. When we have, when we do this, then our mindfulness, this recollection, can become constant. And we'll also have sampajanya, this clear awareness, as well. So on the in-breath, then, we're aware that this is an in-breath. On the out-breath, we're aware of that. And if the mind starts thinking about things, starts going externally, then we're aware of that as well. And we pull the mind back. But in reality the mind doesn't actually go anywhere. We just know it for what it is. We know that now it's thinking about things outside and so we have the mindfulness there to bring it back to the breath. And we carry on with that until this word Buddha disappears without our intending for that to happen. And the peace within the heart grows, the breath becomes more and more refined until we feel like. We just don't want to be aware of the breath anymore. There's a stillness, a quiet, an emptiness in the mind. And even when we're chanting, we can experience this. The mind can gather together in samadhi become firm and stable. And we feel like the body is very buoyant. It's like there's no body at all, or like our body just doesn't have any weight. The mind, this body feel very light, but we're still chanting. And this chant, it's a skillful object for our minds. But even as we're chanting, we can separate that out from the mind itself, seeing that this object is one kind of thing, and the mind is a different kind of thing, that they can separate out like this. If we're not experiencing peace within our hearts, however, the mind and its objects, they mesh together, they become one thing. And we start seeing this in terms of self as a being, an individual, me or you. But if there's stillness within our hearts, then we'll see the thoughts are just thoughts. They're not a being, not an individual, not me, not you. And these thoughts can separate out from the mind. And it's quite incredible when we see this, that there's this great lightness to our bodies and minds. And this is a state of samadhi, what we call upajara samadhi. Samadhi which is close to peace and stillness. But we also need to take a bit of care around this as well, that when we come to sit in meditation, and if we have this desire that we've set to gain samadhi, for our samadhi to be good, for us to get peace, it's possible that that desire itself causes chaos. So Venerable Ajahn Chah taught that when we practice, we need to let go as well. So there may be peace, there may be a lack of peace, but our duty right now is to know this in breath and this out breath, or if we are walking, then when we place the right foot down, we recite Buddha, or maybe when we replace the left foot down, we can recite Buddha. Whatever we feel is easy for us, or with each step, recite Buddha, Buddha. So why do we need this meditation word of Buddha? Because these. Sense objects, these objects of the mind, they are the food for the heart. And if we don't have this meditation word, then the mind will go off thinking about other things, proliferating about different things. If we experience something that we dislike, then the mind will proliferate in one way. If we experience something that we like, it will go off another way. But it never stops, it never stays still. So we can reflect that right from the time that we were born to the present, have we experienced peace or stillness? Have we experienced this lightness of body and mind? And perhaps some of us have experienced some of this. And maybe we have that kind of old kamma there, or that old um, characteristic for us to be able to experience that. Perhaps when we chant as children, then there's a peace and stillness within our hearts, and we can feel the hairs on our body stand on end. There's a great contentment within our hearts, and tears flow down, a sense of rejoicing in that. So if we have that kind of, um, inherited characteristic from our past, then we may um, have experienced this. So when we train in this way, in kamatana, we need to um, understand that, that there may be these feelings of peace, of lightness in the body and the mind, and we may wish for this to just really settle down, for us to experience this profound stillness, but we're not yet there, we can't yet reach that state. And what we need to do is work on becoming more proficient at our meditation. And however much samadhi we're able to gain, however far our samatha practice goes, we take that and we use that in order to gain a knowing and a clarity, what we call vipassana, seeing clearly into the dhammas that we should know, that we should see. And this is our practice developing into the stage of wisdom. So we study the things that are natural. We study nature. These things which are this way already. And the Buddha taught that whether or not a Tathagata is awakened in this world, the, the Dhamma is established like this. That it's the nature for things to arise, to stay for a while and to cease. But the Buddha, he was able to teach us. He was able to show us these things so that we can gain an understanding of them. He opened that which was closed, uprighted that which was overturned. So we have come to study these things. We know them well. And we can reflect ask ourselves that with all the things in this world is there anything which is constant and permanent? Are there any people for whom they get born but they don't die? Are there any material things that stay on like they are now forever? Even this body needs to deteriorate. You see, Even the sun, that um, rises and sets. And all things in this universe are just like that, none of them can last. This body, what did it arise from? When it is able to live, what's that due to? And why does it need to pass away? So we take the peace of mind to contemplate these matters, to look into the body. We can observe just this breath, how it arises, stays for just a short while, and then ceases. And the body arises and ceases with each and every in and out breath. So first we know this in and out breath. We have mindfulness there in order to develop our samadhi so that it becomes well established. But next, we see the arising and ceasing of that breath and that takes us to vipassana. So this breath can be an object of vipassana as well. You can also contemplate the body and see how it starts off as just a small collection of elements in the womb and it develops until you get born and it's able to survive dependent on food and air and liquid and also this heat and these are the things which nourish the body. We've all learned that the body starts off as just a few cells and then those quickly multiply and all of the organs are built uh, from those cells. But the Older cells, they deteriorate and the body tries to repair them and tries to bring up new ones, but it reaches a point where it's not able to repair them in time. And this is when it breaks and falls apart. And it's just normal for this to happen. So we should come to get to know this nature. We take a peaceful heart and use that to contemplate, and we gain clarity through that we're able to see how the mind and the body and the objects of the mind are different things. We can observe our thoughts and see how there are two kinds of thoughts. When the mind goes and proliferates out, there are the things that are meritorious and the things that are demeritorious. So when that happens, we should know what's going on. And we have that knowing in time. When it's bad things that the mind is thinking about, we lay them aside, we abandon them. If it's good things, then we can act and speak from them. So we try to train this way and try to make this um, continuous and connected until wisdom arises and we see the Dhamma. So as we progress along this um, path, then our practice becomes more and more subtle. Our samadhi steadily develops, and our wisdom becomes more quick. And we can contemplate into the uh, sense impressions that we experience, and how the mind goes into liking towards some of them, disliking towards others, and we're able to let these things go. And this is really important, this letting go. By letting go, we enter into into the heart of the teachings of the fully self-awakened Buddha. Telling ourselves how the things we like are not sure, when we dislike that's not sure. And we train our minds like this so the wisdom can arise. And these objects for vipassana are in constancy stress and not self. It's like how the Buddha taught that uh, sabe sankhara anicca, and that all um, fabricated things are inconstant. Uh, sabe sankhara dukkha, that all fabricated things are stressful, are dukkha. And sabe dhamma anatta, and that everything is not self. So we train and contemplate in this way, being really firm in this training. And we find the time to put in our efforts and also to endure as well. And we make this consistent. And when our practice is constant and even, that's when results can arise. And so may all of you set your hearts on this.